Hello and welcome to Nights in the Hobby Table. I'm your host Blake here with my lovely and always, always amazing host, Oberon. How the fuck are you, brother? <laughs> Tired, I'm cold, but I'm happy to be here. Do, do you need a cuddle to warm up? Always, all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Come to Australia. You can have all the warmth and humidity you can handle. It's <laughs> probably fucking spatula. You need a spatula to remove your nutsack from your leg. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much there. I, I, please stand like one meter away from me. I can't stand the ah, heat. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time I've been told that. No, nah. <laughs> seriously, it's uh, yeah. How's the weather over there where you are, man? It's getting cold. Yeah, man, we're entering minus Celsius. Um, oh no! Time to is sp- it snowing and shit? No, no not yet. Or is it not just yet. Cold as it, fuck. It's just getting cold, and I haven't changed the winter tires yet, so it's right. gonna it's gonna be rough. But what I'm do your do- winter tires look like? Are they got like chains and shit on them? Or no, what? not chains, but they have studs in them. So oh, like the rally cars. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I understand. Fuck it, man. It, it's right now. It's night time, and it's like twenty two degrees and eighty seven percent humidity. Like it is just thick right. as soup, man. Um, nice. they re- they reckon we're gonna flood again this year, so that's fun. Uh, Sydney and Melbourne have already copped it, so glad Aussies know how to swim, or we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't swim into the ocean, because then the sharks will get you. <laughs> Did you ever hear about, in 2011, we got flooded here, in uh, in Brisbane, and they actually found bull sharks in the mall? <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so, like, some of our shops, like, in the central business uh, business district, they go down below street level. Yeah. Like, you know, you have up shops and down shops, you know what I mean, you've been in cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it flooded so much that all that shit went under. And when they were going through, like, once the floodwaters proceeded, they actually found bull sharks in some of the stores. Oh, <laughs> like, in our fucking malls, man. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And fucking last time we flooded, uh, my buddy Justin, he works over on Morton Island, so it's, like, just the other side of the bay from Brisbane. Yeah. And um, after floods, they get all sorts of shit washing up on their beach. And apparently they had like five dead animals wash up over like a week. Like there was a like a sheep and oh, I'm like that's yeah. fucking brutal. I'm about to try to explain that to the tourists. Like sorry about the corpses. Ah, uh, it's been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. So Blake, what is what are we gonna do for this episode though? Well, um, I don't know. It's it's October. Do you, do you know anything that we could talk about with October? Orcs. So yeah, I guess today then we'll talk about some orcs. Seems pretty good to me. To celebrate October. Exactly. You know? To celebrate it even more, we got a little cool little extra bit at the end. So stay tuned for that one. Oh yeah, bud. Oh yeah, bud. And it was your birthday yesterday too, by the way. So happy birthday, co-host Frendo. Thank you, man. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so what have you been up to then, Obi? Well, Apart from freezing your, your gonads off. <laughs> no, those are warm. I get cupped. Oh. Yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. No, uh, uh, well, 
I bought myself a lightsaber for my birthday. It arrived like a week before my birthday. And I've been uh, spinning my saber a lot. A lot. Like a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah, so every time I jump on Discord, you're on cam like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not just my penis. No, no. <laughs> Obviously. That, that's, that's it. That's his smaller Shoto lightsaber for Jewel. <laughs> it's, it's for those face-to-face combat things. Oh, no. <laughs> Melee combat. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Yeah. Hobby-wise, I've had a little bit of a rut. But I'm working up to motivation. This weekend, uh, I'm hoping to get them done. Yeah. But in fairness to us, we've both been very busy with work and putting time into the podcast and yeah. the Discord and things like that. Like, yeah. so that's it. It happens, man. That's just life. That's why they're hobbies. Because they're for your spare time, you know. Exactly. If you don't got time, you just don't got time. That's the way it goes. It's it's not that I got time. It's just more like you you know I get to my hobby room. I sit down, I look at the models, it's like, oh, it's not that much paints left, so I'll finish it another day. <laughs> you know what you do? You just set up an elaborate thing, right? Like, I know with you, food is, like, your big thing, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's your thing. So, your hobby room is a different room to your house, so when you leave the house to come into your hobby room, lock your door and hide your keys... <laughs> under your wet palette and you're not allowed to get them to go get food until you're done painting. <laughs> oh no, I'd be so cranky. Yeah, especially if I <laughs> People would be like, hangry. who is... Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm fucking hangry. It's the same at work, like, like I moved positions now lately and, like, I don't get, like, the opportunity to eat, like, a little sandwich at nine o'clock. And I'm angry by that time dude like for real <laughs> I'm how not... dare you take away this man's tiny sandwich break do you know what that does to him yeah it's it's not good for me and not good for my colleagues either so <laughs> oh well that's what they get for not bringing you a sandwich on a platter as they should yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> so what are you what about you man how's your th- hobby going uh I don't know if we can as hopping, but uh, I bought a car, so I've been spending a lot of time with that. I uh, I don't know if I said it on the podcast already, but everyone on Discord knows, but I bought a, uh, a Volkswagen Golf R 2011. Mm. It's a real hot piece of fucking car. Love driving it. Um, so, yeah, I've been going on nice mountain drives with the girlfriend and like up to the beaches and the coast. And, you know, just beautiful, beautiful drives. So it's mad. Um, I also got a new guitar, bought a, uh, a Dean Dimebonics ML, and the sickest thing is, just under the bridge, it has Get Your Pull written, which is obviously my Discord name, so, uh, I had to buy it, I literally had my name on it. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we should uh, get to the episode, eh? Yeah. And we always start these episodes with a quote. So today, <clears throat> we have an old quote for you. Get them, boys! Daka, daka, daka! Wah! The orcs! Wah! That's my rock god. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That's my, that's my best orc voice. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a lovely quote as well. It kind of encompasses the uh, orc. Ah, oh, words. English. Like, just them. Like, their whole ethos. Yeah. Like, they're just all about the daka daka, all about the wog they're in, you know? Exactly. So, That's what they do. Well, we're talking orcs. What, what exactly are these orcs, though? Well, I mean, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, think kind of like that, but uh, bigger and green. Uh, you know, more comically green. Um, they're also called green skins. They're basically a species of humanoids who possess physical features of both animals and fungi. Yeah. And uh, they're really well widespread across the entire Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, one well, might even say that they're the largest faction in all of 40k as well. Oh, do you reckon they are? Like, more than Tyranids and uh, Necrons? Yeah, Necrons, I don't think they are that many. Like, I think they're probably more humans than Necrons, but they'll probably be rivaling Tyranids on the amount. I mean, every planet's a Necron planet, though. That's true. We're all slaves to the metal. You know it. Woohoo! Let's go, uh, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> that, no, that's not even metal. The look of the look of judgment from you just then. <laughs> oh, that will burn to my soul forever. The the look of disappointment you mean. <laughs> Imagine dragons are not metal. Oh. We don't endorse them. Oh. Oh, but yeah. They're basically huge muscle bound dudes. Um just balls of pure anger, um, who basically live for a big old fight. And uh, they're, they're, they're a type of fungus that grows and becomes sentient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a sentient fungus. like. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that for You want to go from there? Yeah, dude. Uh, the fungus will grow into like some tiny Gretchens and squigs. And they'll sort of like take care of the, the whole colony or... Uh, the clan. Yeah. But at this point, it's basically just a funky colony, right? Like, yeah. it's like a little garden almost. Exactly. So they're like just like harvesting yeah. themselves, basically. And they're yeah. growing. They're Usually they'll be growing into bigger things across across the years. And, you know, they, they, they all have like different purposes, like squeaks, for example. Mm. So, but eventually they'll grow up to be full-sized orcs but full-sized orcs there's also a little bit of a you know the biggest orc is always the boss and you know exactly so. and that's if they make it that far like it's just as likely that another bigger orc will eat them yeah <laughs> like or, or throw them in a wall or they'll get shot like but if they make it that far they can they get they turn into orcs and then mm. oh. yeah they graduate yeah Hopefully they make it to Warpath. Then there'll be yeah, exactly. huge walking masses of, you know, pure death and decay. It's- exactly. And, like, the thing about orcs is, like, they're funny. They're, like, funny as fuck, but they're also monstrous and terrifying. Yeah. Like, we find them funny because we're not actually in the universe, but, like, yeah. I would not want to come across these if I was in the universe. Oh, no, man. At all. Exactly. 
Like I've bought the uh, the kill team starter when they came out, the orcs versus the veteran guardsmen, the Kriegsmen. And if you put oh, them yeah. together, dude, like the orcs are humongous. Like the boss knob is even bigger than the custodies. It's like, yeah, and, and they're not. But they're not that big because they're armor plating. Like, their arms are the size of people's bodies. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're just monsters. Huge. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, they're usually found in clans or tribes with the biggest orc. Uh, they'll either uh, they'll be a war boss, generally. Yeah. Um, usually. Like, I'm sure there are orcs that follow, like, not a full war boss, but just, like, the biggest orc. Yeah. Because, like, he said, the biggest orc is always, always in charge, but... Generally, they'll follow the war energy and they'll end up with a war boss. Um, yeah. So, what are the origin of the orcs then? Like, where did they come from? Okay, so... Around 60 million Terran years ago, uh, the, there was a lot more going on in the, in the universe when the Necron were still... Uh, Necrontier, that's the name. Um, yes. There, there was an war, ancient war going on. The war in heaven, basically. And the... Um, the old ones basically created the orcs. So they're a biologically engineered species. And they were specifically made to fight the orcs. Uh, the Necrontier. Um, yeah. So they seeded them, basically, right? Like, they went to a planet... They seeded the species there, and it developed into the croc, yeah? Exactly. Uh, and yep. from there on, they've been... They've been... Uh, you might even say devolved, because the croc were... Uh, they were kind of known to possess more ancient... Uh, or more advanced technology than what they have uh, available currently. Yeah. So my understanding with the crocs... Um, and orcs in general. So the croc are gone; they're now orcs. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's uh they evolved to whatever the threat level is. Yeah. And after the Necrons went to sleep, and the only species that really stood anywhere near them to return the galaxy was the Eldari, but they sort of just stayed away. Mm. The croc devolved because it just becomes civil war. Basically, yeah. when they're only fighting themselves, they just sort of just went, eh, whatever. It's not. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, they they want a good sort of went feral. Yeah, they sort of went feral, and they sort of all just lost like their their big power armor and things like that, and they just got smaller and smaller. And like it's like a Digimon, you know, when things did like they digivolve up into the huge thing, and then they like they digivolve back down to their base form. That's sort of what happened to the orcs. Exactly, they're just a stripped down version. Not to say that there's. They're still freaking scary. Uh, oh yeah, but like if Crocs were around in the forty-first millennium, yeah, they like everyone would be fucked. Exactly, that's correct. Like they had uh, what was it? Uh, like two or three orcs that were what they called primorphs, which are almost a fucking uh, like a fucking croc, hmm. and that was like a, one of the biggest wars in forty k. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Can't remember what it was called right now, but I'm sure someone will remember. Trunk would know. Yeah. It's not in the arm. It's yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I'm just having a hard time putting my finger down on which one. Yeah. 
We'll get to Doesn't it. Somebody will put will, will put us in our place. Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The only orcs I care about are purple. <laughs> They're not even there. No, you just don't know they're there. Uh oh. But um oh, oh but um so along with the orcs, it's also believed that the Eldari were seeded by the old ones for the same reason. Yeah. But whereas the Eldari were very much taken under the wings of the old ones mm. and sort of uh coaxed and uh looked after and guided for a while, the orcs were just left to do their own thing. So Yeah. I think that's sort of where you can see the difference in their their uh, morals almost from, you know? Yeah, I wonder where uh, big old Mr. E got his, uh, got his inspiration from. <laughs> no, but there were uh, actually, the, the old ones, kind of, it was, it's rumored that even the humans were seeded from, from the old ones, so... Oh, really? There yeah. you go. I don't think it's anywhere set in paper, but it was yeah. rumored. Yeah. But yeah, um, ancient crocs must have really advanced technology, um, and on average were much larger. In some cases, they were standing up to 12 meters tall, which is like, that's gigantic. That's larger that's than like my building house. building size. Yeah. L- yeah. Yeah, it's like a five-story building, man. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Massive. Massive. Big, big orctic energy right there. Big D energy. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, now, orcs, they organize themselves into clans. Exactly. For the most part. Not all of them, but like. Yeah. The ones that are, you'll see on the battlefield are generally organized into clans. Um, they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 main clans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're just going to do a quick run through of those bad boys just to sort of catch everyone up exactly so I'll go first um, the first one is the bad moons they're the richest of all the orcs and they've become um, they have incredibly fast growing teeth and their main colour is yellow now this sounds dumb but basically orcs use their teeth as currency so the bad moons, they grow way faster teeth, so they just have way more fucking money. Exactly. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. The Blood Axes would be the first orcs to ever counter the Imperium, and uh, because the, that that ha- interaction happened between them, they've started to pick up on human tactics in war, um, like camouflage. And that's where the sneaky gits come from. They're uh, yeah, purple orcs. Purple orcs. Uh, their colors are usually green with some really drab colors and camouflage patterns on them. Yeah. And no one's ever seen a purple orc. That's why. Yeah. Um, next one you got is the goths. Not goths, but, you know, closer. Yeah. Pretty close. Um... These guys are the largest and most aggressive of the orc clans. Uh, they're known for being shock troopers, and their colours are black and white checkers. Hmm. I guess they like to play chess. I, I mean, look, think about it. You know, you're bored, you're waiting on the humans to arrive. Rip off a chess plate, play some checkers, you yeah. know? Yeah, perfect. Easy. 
Amazing. Cool. The next guys. Death Skulls. These guys, they're looters and they plunder. <clears throat> um, they, they tend to like borrow things that they think they seem to be useful to them. Um, it, that kind of means that it's not really rare seeing these guys with, you know, imperial looted uh, gear like heavy supported tanks and last cans and whatever you can think of Imperium, Imperium wise. Yeah. But they painted blue because mm-hmm. you know blue is a lucky color. Yeah, for us anyway. We yeah. haven't really explained it. We haven't gone through the colors because it can't be fast. But basically, orcs for orcs, every color has a meaning to them. Yeah, like uh, you know, uh, red is fast, blue is lucky, purple is uh, sneaky. Like red, that's what I, red is fast. Uh, yeah, white. Fuck, what's white? Is white death? Not sure, but uh. you know. That's just how it goes! Thing. Ah, so the evil sons. These guys are known for being fast and loud. Um, just like I like my metal. Mm-hmm. They specialize in lightning warfare. And their colors are bright red and yellow. Yeah. So, they yeah. look like Hulk Hogan, basically. <laughs> Hot rods. These, exactly. uh, these guys would also be used, heavy use on bikers and stuff. Yeah, and their choppers and like that sort of shit. Anything that can launch them at an enemy, get them from A to B faster and in the most reckless way possible. <laughs> that's that's what they're doing. Strap a rocket to your back. Let's go. That's the evil sons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now on the other uh, end of the spectrum, we have the snake bites, and these guys they kind of prefer it the old way, you know, spears, choppers, and they're gonna be riding on like some. Huge boars or similar big mounts. They won't be using any mechanical bits here. So they're they're, oh. they're kind of shying away from the advanced technology. And they, like I said, prefer the old ways. Are they like Amish orcs? Yeah, I guess so. Because these are, these are the guys that have... Uh, Hair squeaks as well, and wouldn't be surprised that they have a beard squeak, perhaps. That's what I have, by the way. It's not <laughs> a real beard; it's actually just a, a creature. Yeah, loose on my face, attached <laughs> on your chin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a stroke all the time. We're just like you know, a piece. My, my little, pat my little face, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last one is the freebooters. Have you seen a pirate orc before? Because that's what these guys are. Um, our friend Matt has painted up a couple of pirate orcs, and yeah, I'm all in. Uh, also, their favorite band is definitely Alestorm. Yeah, that's that's what that's what Freebooters listen to. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like uh, Polly. He's been playing the uh, the new game shooters and T. Oh, I don't know what's it called. The new orc game. Uh, look- Fuck, hold up, I'll let you know. I don't know, it doesn't say what it is. But yeah, he's been playing that, the new Orc game. Yeah, and there's a lot of metal in there, so I guess if it would be a freebooter, you'd be hearing pirate metal, definitely. You would, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. 
Uh, a little fun fact for you to go with this one. We kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, orcs, they use teeth as currency to pay for things. So a tooth will probably get you like a squig pie and a tankard of fungus beer, you know? Because they also... Uh, what need... else does the man need? Right, exactly. What else do you need? I'd give a tooth for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the record, the game is Shooters, Blood and Teeth. Ah, there we go. It's cool. There we go. Uh, while a bag of teeth could buy you a cheap war buggy. So that's, uh, you know, kind of handy. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot of teeth until you realize that they remove the teeth of their enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And teeth also have like different values. Like a human te- tooth will have less value than a, you know, a, a big old orc teeth tooth. So, like, if they got, like, a massive tyranid, right, and, like, knocked his fucking teeth out, and they're, like, the size of an arm. Yeah. Do you reckon that's a really expensive tooth? Probably, yes. But, you know, it's still, it's not really an orc teeth, so it's not, uh, I don't know. Because some orcs also, like, plate their teeth with with metal, so. Yeah, the iron jaw thing. That's cool. That could improve improve the price of your teeth a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, a little bit of lore-specific section regarding the Altaria sector. In the 41st millennium, the Imperium had a new and powerful enemy, Hive Fleet Leviathan. As the swarm rampaged throughout the southern plain of the galaxy, Inquisitor Cryptman looked for an answer to the Tyranid fleet. The Orc Empire of Atarius was the obvious solution with Crippman's goals to kill two birds with one stone. Somehow he got a couple, a hold of a couple of cheese deals and planted it so the Hive Fleet would be affected, attracted towards the Octarius sector. You want to get it from there, Oves? Yeah. So what means is... You know, when when orcs fight things, they, they'll get stronger and they'll sort of adapt to the enemy and they'll, they'll evolve according to what the enemy has. So, going on with the Tyranids, they also do this kind of thing. They adapt and they learn from their mistakes and they improve their biomorphs. And since orcs are a fungus, they'll grow eventually. They'll just infinitely grow. It's really hard to get rid of orcs. They'll just keep on growing. The tyranids, they'll eat up the dead orcs, and they'll create. They'll have the bi- the biomass create more tyranids. So what essentially is that they're locked into eternal combat, basically. Uh, yeah. So the tyranids, they just eat. And they beef up, send stronger creatures. The orcs, they adapt to that. So they get bigger, stronger, better weapons. And, you know, they just one-up each other all the time. It's it's like that cartoon, you you know? It's like they pull out, like, a little pea shooter. And the other guy pulls out, like, a little handgun. And he pulls out, like, a a machine gun. And he pulls out a bazooka. You know, back and forth like this. Yeah, so so it's 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 an arms race, but it's not just an arms race. It's a 
biomechanical arm race as well. Yeah. Because, like, the thing about orcs, as far as I understand, with their brains, is, like, they sort of unlock a new level as they develop. So there might be an orc who, like, doesn't know how to build a certain weapon, right? Mm. And then he'll kill an enemy, and there's, like, a thing that just unlocks in his brain, and then all of a sudden he'll go, I know how to kill that. And Mm. then, you know, he'll teach other orcs around, and then all of a sudden they have these new fucking guns that'll develop to a certain level, that do a certain thing. And it's just wild the way the orcs work. But putting two regenerative regenerative enemies against each other, (laughs) fucking terrible idea. (laughs) Terrible idea. Yeah, so uh, what's happening in the Octarius sector is still up for... uh... The victor is still undecided on on that one, um, but it's gonna be a real hard nut to crack when the when somebody does get up the victor there because the Imperium is not prepared for what's gonna come out of there. I I reckon the Tyranids are gonna go away with their tail between their legs. And there is going to be an almighty fucking beefcake of an orc, <laughs> just like the biggest chungus you can picture. <laughs> Yeah. The whole last world. He's going to be there. And he's going to be that big old war boss. Yep. That's uh, what I reckon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they actually put, put, push the story a little further in on this one soon. Well, it, it is interesting because, like, when I started Warhammer, it wasn't. It was always stagnant. Yeah. Because um, back then it was just a setting. It wasn't a thing with an evolving plotline going forward. Mm hmm. Very much. Like, you'd get little stuff like, oh, the Tyranids attacked the crag. But it's, like, it's not the same as it is now with the date pushing forward heats. Yeah. And, like... So... Even though they attacked McCrag, because Ultramarines are poster boys, they just basically pushed them back. It's like, oh, it's the first planet to ever survive the Tyranid attack. Mm. Well, to be fair, as much as people don't like Ultramarines, they have their shit together for a chapter. True. They're... Like, if anyone was going to be able to do it, it's them. Because they're not in fighting, they're not struggling against vampirism, they're not struggling to hide that half of their guys are heretics, they're not yeah. struggling with fleas, you know, they have their <laughs> shit um, yeah. so Yeah, the Blood Angels are... Do I find Ultramarines... Yeah. You know, I find them a little bit uninteresting, for sure, but if anyone could repel that, that would be the Ultramarines, I think, so... Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think the Blood Angels, for example, they're like locked on the other side of the Sigurdrix Maledictum as well, so they're like kind of cut yeah. off uh, from the rest of the Imperium. Well, did you, have you read The Devastation of Baal? Uh, not read, but I listened to the audiobook, so yes. Oh, that's what I meant, like you, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking, they gave it a good shot, but there's just not enough of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... Whereas the Ultramarines, they were so much more organized and ready for it. Yeah. Like, to a degree. They're just better at accruing... Uh, resources. Resources. Yeah. And just getting ready for shit. Because they just have it at hand. and That's what Gilliman was good at as a Primarch. Mm. So it stands to reason that that's what they're good at. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, I think the Blood Angels are way cooler. But, you know... They all have their thing. Yeah. They're, they don't, anyway. They're not holding at the night, that's for sure. Exactly. 
Um, so I thought we'd do some pros and cons of starting an orc army, as we always do when we do a little, little army zoom in. What do you reckon, Obes? Yeah, definitely. Alright, well I'll start with the first pro. Um, they have a really distinctive look on the tabletop with some very nice models. So, probably three or four years ago, not as many nice models. These days, there's some really cool shit coming out. Like the new Gazgul Thracker they redid. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a few of the uh, the ones that came out with the Octarius box. The Beast Snaggers. Um, the Beast Snaggers. They all look really nice. They're very good looking models. They're like Age of Sigmar levels of cool. Yeah, definitely. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think Age of Sigmar models are usually a bit nicer than 40k. Mm. But the Orc models are definitely um, on, the, on the verge of being as cool. I think so. I think so too. Um, and they're really cool. And nothing looks like them. Because everything's grim dark in 40k, but like, mm. these guys are bright fucking green, man. And yeah. that's cool as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, green is, uh, as a con, uh, a pro in, in this list that we made. Green is a really fun color to paint, and especially if you're going to use it for skin tones. Because you can pull off so many really cool variations. And, yeah. Well, yeah, you can have a grim dark green, which is like an olive drab, right? You can you can make it as gritty as you want, or you can have it to the point where it has neon yellow for highlights, and it looks yeah. like it's predator's blood. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there's so many different greens that you can toy with, and different like permutations. You know, you could have it be like a really dark green in the recess, but then really neon green on the highlights, and it looks like a mm. bit of jade. You know, yeah, 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 there's a lot you can do with it. So I think that's a real perk and. Honestly, it's made me want to paint them before. So Yeah. I I have some for my kid and it's I kinda enjoy painting them for real. They're really cool to paint. Uh even the older models for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Um yeah, the other good thing is too, um, because of the ramshackle nature of the all vehicles and loadouts, the kit bars Kit bashing popular uh, possibilities is just fucking unending, man. Like you can do anything. You know how you were saying, like, yeah, you know, they like to they like looting um imperial ships and things like that. Yeah, man, get yourself a fucking tau hammerhead and like orc it. Yeah, make it orky. <laughs> like, why not? You know, um, I've seen uh that they just do lots of shit. Like, there's that really cool um. Kit bash thing where it's four bits of a rhino, yeah. or like a whole bunch of bits of a rhino, all being carried by a different orc, and they're pretending to be a tank. Yeah, I love that one. And it's like that sort of shit can be done. You know, I've seen people, um, you know, get like Tonka trucks, and they just kit bash orcs into them, and it's like, yeah. I don't know how you're gonna use that on a tabletop, but like, cool, man. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. If it gets you going creatively, then I, I support it. Yeah, you know? I think the orcs are definitely one of the easier armies to just grab a kit, slap some orcs on it, slap some orky symbols on the sides, and you can go, man. It's really awesome and good inspiration. Because I think a lot of the times when you kit bash something, even if you're like, oh, that'd be fun, people are always going to ask why. <laughs> like why is that space marine on a stripper pole <laughs> you know wh- why is that Eldari riding a surfboard but with an orc <laughs> the answer is always because it's an orc 
there's no oh, oh, oh it's like that's an orc he's doing orc things <laughs> he wanted to surf over to that enemy and cut his head off you know what that makes sense to me cool like no one would question that so yeah yeah it's good shit yeah total freedom when doing modeling with orcs completely agree yeah um yeah. on the tabletop you have uh Really, kind of a lot of different ways you can approach uh, playing an orc army. The most viable one was, before all the nerfs and whatever arm of contempt came, uh, was playing Bidwa. Uh, so you just send a load of bikes, you have some planes. It's, it'll be a real orky fun party with lots of metal machinery crushing your enemy. And they were really good at it. But, you know, having an infinite amount of orc models and just being like, ah, I cast the wog and I transform them in your backline. It's like, drop a 30-man squad of orcs in your backlines. And it's like, yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Even if all of them are just only poking you with a fork, that's still 30 forks. Yeah. You know? Thirty forks and and they have lots of attacks. They'll they'll mush things up anyway, even with their forks. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And the other one is the last pro that we could think of was you got a very valid excuse to speak like an orc, which could be <laughs> really fun to practice. Um, I don't do it much because it's bad for the vocal cords if you fully commit to it. Yeah, but uh, no. If you's just a Umi, you might have troubles. <laughs> oh, you get. Oh, you get. <laughs> but, yeah, speaking like an orc, real fun. Yeah. But, uh, as for doing Dave Mustaine impersonations, they must be used sparingly or you will lose your voice. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to try to imitate Dave Mustaine. I mean... Oh, you don't do that? Like, hello, me! No. <laughs> no? No. Oh, man... We used to do it in high school all the time. We all lost our voices one day. It was really funny. <laughs> we are just being like, Hello! Would you like to go get some food? <laughs> like, the whole day, and then we lost our voices. It was very funny. <laughs> but our uh, same goes for orcs. Just be careful with it. Yeah. You Use your orcs responsibly, kids. You, you never go full orc. <laughs> no, no, not for long. <laughs> oh. Uh. On the other end of the spectrum, there's a couple of cons, we think, as well. Like, I mentioned yeah. for the tabletop, 30 orc boars in a squad. You you can have up from 10 to 30 in a squad. Painting 30 boars is... It's a lot of... It's time-consuming. And if you're just gonna shove in, like, three or two or three of these 30 pack of boars... You're gonna be painting up to ninety boys, and then that's not even the HQ models and all the whatever other model. It's a lot of green guys to paint, but so take note: thirty boys hard, dirty boys easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's it, man. Like it's a it's a lot of it's... models to paint. Um, you get that problem with any horde army, really, though, don't yeah. you? Like. Yeah, but on, on the other guards. hand, like for example, like somebody else got like uh, gifted a Tyranid model, but like Tyranids are 
the perfect models to dry brush, for example, because there's yeah. the the skin is all the ridges there and the armor plating on the top. It's it, it just lends them really good to dry brushing. Yeah, Tyranids are very, especially Tormagolds, very quick to paint. Yeah. Like, I've done a couple of Bevins for him. Um, I did, like, a dark purple fucking base coat, and then I did a quick wash of it, of Drinking Violet, and then I did, like, a Screamer Pink as a dry brush on the high point, uh, like, from the top where the light would be for the dry points, and then I did, um, like screamer pink mixed with a bit of neon so it's a little bit brighter on the very high points like it was easy as fuck yeah yeah, yeah. you know and then like the armor plating you just sort of do you can even dry brush if you wanted i just did basic edge works with lines yeah so easy yeah so yeah but orcs have a bit more to them you got armor plates and potentially checkers if you're doing goths and things like that that and like they have clothes on and skin tones like skin tones if you're not used to painting skin tones it'll be kind of hard to paint it convincingly Uh, what i use is is uh, for example auric flesh as a base coat and then use the contrast paint uh, orc flesh and then that sh- that just seeps in the recess, and then just add the highlight with auric flesh back again, and and it, it's yeah. it's pretty convincing with that one, but uh, yeah, it it's it's not an easy one to do it really well. It and I think that's a really good place to start with it too, because if you wanted to darken it up, you could continue from there. Yeah. But if you wanted it to be a more yellowy tone, you could also go from there as well. So I think that's a really good place to start. With that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a perfect uh, also, way because you can add more highlights and you can add more shadows if you want it. Exactly, and if you're doing checkers, guys, just think about getting some really thin plastic and cutting yourself out some checkers as a stencil. Hmm. Then you can just put them over the white part and just sort of get like an old dry brush and just stipple the black on. Hmm. And then what's going to happen then? Once you've got those shapes, you can line them in with a brush a lot easier. Hmm. Yeah, you got that sort of outline. I reckon that would be the way to go. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I think the plastic is a good idea. I I would probably just use the plastic to like guide a line or like a piece of paint, like yeah, paint like t- the Timia paint. Just paint like a line and do different lines and just, you know. Yeah. You can work your way out with but, that. You'll you'll figure it out. You're smart people. You listen to our podcast. Yeah. Our listeners are always smart. Listen, <laughs> listen to our podcast. Exactly. Cool. But yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, look, the other one is a lot of the older orc kits have not aged well. The newer kits are amazing, mm. but man, I got some kits in my bits bag, which are just an orc with his left arm at 90 degrees holding a pistol and his right arm sort of like up a bit higher at 90 degrees holding an axe. Yeah. They look like dog shit. They really do. And like... I'm glad they've redone a lot of these models lately. But take your fucking time, James Workshop. Mm. Like, I, I love that they do, like, model release schedules and things like that. But, like, before we go fucking ham to the wall, I think we should be refreshing the basic troops that look like dog shit still. Yeah. Instead like, of the, releasing the tyranid, the yet tyranid, another line of, say, uh, space yeah, marines. The, the Tyranid Tormagaunts. Um, like, their basic guys, I think, the Tormagaunts, mm. 
They have a fucking mold line in the centre of their face. <laughs> That's not acceptable in 2022, man. Yeah. It's just not. Like, yeah. maybe it's because I've used a lot of Bandai kits and I'm spoiled by that, but, like, if you're ever going to figure out how to undergate something or, like, whatever, do it on the fucking face that everyone looks at. Yeah. You don't do it on Space Marines' faces, you at least do it on the side of their heads. Like, yeah. don't do it in the middle, man. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. Very silly. So, and like, I think that, you know, uh, our, our Aldari kits, I know they're just getting redone. Mm. But like, come on. 30 years is a long time to have the same fucking models there, man. Yep. Like, before you focus on putting another Space Marine lieutenant, whatever, fix just your core boxes of shit. Mm. So, like, you know, your, your tactical squads, they look good now because you have fucking promotion rates. Good. Good work. Mm. Um, you know, give us a true scale Terminators, please and thank you. Um, Primaris you know, Terminators, like, they're you, coming. You know it. I yeah, need it. are they? I hope so. Yeah. But, like, you know, fix our Eldari, fix our fucking, like, our Tyranids, like, all that shit. Get it going. They're working their way through it, but it's yeah. taken a very long time. Yeah. Like, the Necrons got a huge revamp in the 9th edition. But the Catan, the Nightbringer, and the Deceiver, they're still resin kits. They're still I, the fail cast, and it's terrible to work I just like. don't think there's any reason to have resin still. No. There's just not. I understand that um, molds are very expensive to make, but GW, for years, has been earning hand over fist more and more and more money over what they were. Mm. You can't tell me they haven't made enough money to just sort that and future-proof themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, the shit I've seen you go through with those Dark Angels for Mitzen mm. is fucking horrible. Yeah, they don't even match together, and... Like, the detail of them, sure, it's great, but it doesn't fit together, and that's a problem, man. You're not supposed to bridge a one centimeter gap on armor panels. It's That's that's yeah. not acceptable. I, would, I wouldn't care if the resin was like, yeah, like, okay, it's hard to work with, you can't strip it, and mm. that. As long as it at least lined up, like, the spears and shit were straight. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. But it's just not. It's always wobbly bullshit, and that's not acceptable. Yeah. I'll take a pewter model over that any day, thank you. Yeah, I actually enjoyed like making day. the metal models, even though it's it's a bitch on your tools, because you're you're not going to be using a regular hobby knife on pewter models, for example. But I do. You can, but uh, I use the file. I, I filed off the mold uh. lines and... Uh, it was an interesting challenge, that's for sure. <laughs> you want to do the next one, Obi? Of course. Again, one for the tabletop. Like we mentioned, 30 orc boys in a squad. I hope you have big-ass hands to carry all the buckets of dice you're going to be throwing. Yeah, you, you had better have big fuck-off orc hands <laughs> if you're going to play orcs. <laughs> exactly, man, like... I, I don't I don't even think you need hands anymore at some points. Just use a bucket filled with ice and throw it on the <laughs> table. And and just have you, have you ever seen those foam incredible hulk fists? Yeah. 
<laughs> you need those but open. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like they like for except for melee attacks for them, I think they have two attacks base. If they're in wall, they get an extra attack. The knob gets an extra attack. If they're charging, they get an extra attack. Like there are so many rules that will add another attack to your to your orcs. And you're gonna be starting off with close to 60 dice, 70, 80, 90, maybe even dice for one squad. That's insane. Yeah. And the worst is that usually they're hitting on fours. So yeah. you're losing about 60% of your dice throws in the first row. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. The good thing is... If you're playing with your friends or in your garage, you can get a dice roll generator on your phone. Yeah. And that's how I do it. But I think if you're playing official games or like at hobby stores and that, yeah. they would expect you to use actual dice. Yeah, exactly. Apps can yeah. be rigged, dice cannot. Unless they're weighted. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but that's a lot of waiting to do. Yeah. Hold up, let me grab out my fucking five liter ice cream bucket of weighted dice. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, well. But yeah, um, so the other one is they're a horde army. So you aren't going to have... Um, if you aren't going like a full vehicle thing, you're just going to have a lot of models. A lot. A lot of painting, a lot of basing, a lot of all of it. Um, which can be fun, but it's also laborious. We all have limited time. Sometimes they're just a lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, and there's... Not too much variation in the different, like, if you're gonna make a squad of 30 orc boys, I think they're selling them in 10 or 20 packs. Like, the regular, the old ones, they sold them in 11, like, with 11 models. And it's like, okay, so you need to buy three boxes of the same derpy looking boys to make a full unit. It's like, oh. Uh, and and I'm like I kind of don't really like having repetitive models so I kind of want to change them up a little bit at least so yeah I don't know it's 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 gonna be rough it's funny because I think um this is where people start going oh all the new models are monopose yeah you know what the old ones were too you know what the other difference was with those orcs the angle of the arms yeah like that's it you know, that, that's the difference. And honestly, do something different with them. If it were me doing orcs, I would be giving them tattoos and things like that. Yeah. Like weird tribal markings and just making them off the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, so then like, this model might be the same as that model, but this one's got skulls hanging off him and tattoos on his face and mm. like, things like that. Yeah, yeah, That's how I'd do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's still... Cool. There's still options to make it interesting and not look like, oh, that's exactly the same pose model. You just painted it in different colors. Like, that's a good way to to differentiate your squads as well, for example. Like, paint 10 guys with yellow clothes and 10 guys with red and then, you know. Yep. So that's what I've done with my uh, Stormcast Eternals. So they're all gold. But their pauldrons have different accent colors. Oh yeah. So my uh, my main guys that are melees, like that came with my first box set, they all got big hammers. They're all dark blue. But any of my guys that use range combat, they're all like a uh, emerald green 
on the pauldron, sir, so the blue. Hell yeah. Um, and my commanders are a regal purple. Oh. So all of my command units, they're all purple, and yeah, and um, the vanguard guys that I start to paint, they're going to be a dark red. So it's going to be like ruby, sapphire, emerald, and amethyst mm-hmm. ranks for them. Okay. That's what I'm doing because otherwise, it's a lot of gold and it sort of all looks the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So correct. I like it. Mm. Cool. So let's talk about the model range a little bit because. That's a real big can of worms to open. Just quickly, though, we're not doing tabletop talk for it today because me and Obi, neither of us have played them on tabletop. No. I barely even play a tabletop, and we would just be talking out of our ass. Yeah. So there are better people in the Discord and better people to talk to to find out about the tabletop capabilities of them. We can just tell you they're a horde army. Learn how to play a horde army, learn how to play orcs. Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. If you want some good suggestions, uh, I would suggest talking to Merc Girl Emma, for example. She's played orcs. Oh yeah, the Crumpin Queen. She's played orcs for a huge amount of time, and she has probably one of the biggest collections I've ever seen of orcs. Yeah, hundreds of them. Uh, oof, I don't even. I I think she's up in like five, five hundred fifty-ish range models. It's, it's it's mental. We were, we were going to have her on for this episode, but I think we all just got a bit busy to organize it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. But um, if you hear this, Emma, you're still the crumping queen. We can still talk about orcs anytime. You hit us up. <laughs> exactly. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, sorry. Continue, Obi. Yeah, the model range. You're going to be in good luck here because all the kits available on GW's website are orc model kits. It's amazing. You can use all of them. That is true. <laughs> you can just take your rhino, yeah. convert it up, cut some armor panels, yep. weld another plate on it, put some rivets here exactly. and there, a little orc symbol here and there. Boom! That's an orc that vehicle. Or- that or- <laughs> Yeah, that, that awesome Redemptor Dreadnought fucking put some extra shit on, make it look orky. He's a killer can. Yeah, exactly. Is that what they call them? Killer cans? Yeah, they're killer cans. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Tacticus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Like, you can use pretty much anything to add to your army. Whatever you can think of. Uh, there's a lot of third-party sets sellers as well especially for orcs we don't condone it because you can't use it in the gw official events uh but no it's still uh, really cool to use i condone it if you're understanding of its limitations Yeah, yeah, yeah you know so like we're not games workshop affiliated so like if it makes you creative and gets that army built mm. And you want to add stuff in it? Go for gold. I fucking one hundred percent endorse that. Yeah, yeah. But just understand that you know if you have third party bits and whatnot, Games Workshop might shoot you with a sniper rifle. Yeah, you won't be allowed in their events. Basically, they've yeah. had a yeah, pretty much. They changed their policy to zero, unless you've designed your own three D parts, which is going to be hard to prove. But, uh, yeah, uh, all the GW kits are still available to you. If you want to use cut-up Space Marine bits, do it. You want to have Space Marine shoulder pads on them, do it. It's it's. I fully am for it. Just make it as orky <laughs> as you can. 
If I was doing it, I think I'd use Space Marine shoulder pads as cod pieces for them, <laughs> like crotch protection. I think it would look golden. Yeah, the Phobos armor uh, shoulder pads would probably be a perfect fit for it. Because they're a little... No, bit... just imagine how big your orc's junk would look <laughs> with a Space Marine pauldron on it. <laughs> and leave, leave the, the Space Marine markings on it as well, just, just for kicks. <laughs> Even just leave the arm there. <laughs> like, well, that's not an arm. That's bowing in as an orc for. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Oh, awesome. Well, um, if that's enough uh, green for you, Obi, I think it's a pretty sufficient orc yeah. episode. I'm all, um, I'm all orc I out. think we've got a bit of music talk to do. A bit of music talk to do. Yes. And it, it's... Um, it, this week... This one, Obi's been chomping at the bit for this one. Yes. It's, you know, it's like, finally, music that I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, we are reviewing an album called Evidence of Immortality by a band called Conan. Yes. Now, anyone that watches Obi on camera knows that he always wears a Conan or a sleep shirt. That's what he wears. <laughs> Usually, yes. So, yeah, so... I'm going to let you go first, Toby, since this is your baby. And I'm going to let you talk about your thoughts on the new album. Yes. Uh, I am definitely a doom enthusiast. Uh, I like... I'm not really into the old school classic doom. Like, you know, the... I like Black Sabbath. Uh, I like what they've done. I like what they've spawned. There's just that little generational gap between the, the doom that came after... And the Doom that's now that I'm not that much into, so I'm more of like yeah. So I'm a modern. massive Sabbath fan. Yeah, massive Sabbath. Fan. So I'm I'm more into the more modern Doom stuff, which is, for example, Conan, uh, Sleep, uh, Slowmatics, whatever you can ramble. I'll I'll, I'll give you a lot uh, of suggestions it, for it if you want to get. Is it, it. Chemist? Is that the name of the band? They're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're also I sort like of doomish. Yeah, exactly. I like them. It, so for this album, it uh, you've got all the right boxes ticked for me. The the heavily down tuned guitars, they're in drop F. They have huge, massive riffs that hit you hard with a good punch in it. Uh, the fuzz effects that they use all come beautifully together. The heavy hitting drums just is the cherry on the top here. Um, I like all the songs. The in, the the first song is definitely one of those. It builds up into a really good uh, riff. Um, yeah, that's a that's a catchy riff. That one exactly. Most of them are definitely one of those, or those songs. They're they're long songs, and they'll they'll repeat sections for quite long bits, and they'll just add a little undertones here and there to make it different. And I'm I'm for it. I love all of it. Just one song, however, it's just too much of the same riff with too little deviation, and it's. It's a little dragged out, which is the last song, Reef Sequence. It's That's the only one that's not for me of the whole album. The other one's top tier for me. Okay. 
Fair enough. So what what would you give the album? How many goblins would you assign to this particular piece of musical mastery? Yeah. Uh, considering that uh, listening to the first song gave me the feeling of picking up my guitar again and playing Doom riffs, uh, I would say from the first song up, uh, definitely a seven, seven and a half on, on there. But the last song, yeah. the last song kind of drags the whole points down a little bit. So I, I'd say it's seven. It's it's a good album. It's got good riffs. Yeah. Uh, it's got good melodies. Uh, but it's being dragged out by that last song, which takes pretty much a quarter of the whole album. All right, fair enough. Um, now I guess where I come into it, I'm not. I'm not not a Doom fan, but it's a pretty new thing for me. Mm. Like, um, I like Chemist, I like My Dying Bride, uh, they did an album like 2020. Mm. I love that thing, I listen to that album back to back, fucking awesome. But it has like death metal vocals and stuff like that in there as well, mm. which like, I'm about, mm. I'm about that shit. Um, and I'm a massive Sabbath fan, and I don't know if you count Down in there as well, but like, I like Down, I like Acid Bath, they're sort of adjacent, mm. similar mm. shit. Mm. But, this album for me, man, I like the guitars, I like the drums, I like all that shit. I think it's all on point. But the fucking vocals, <laughs> dude, they're just not good. They don't match, they don't sound well produced. Everything else is so tight and so crisp. But this sounds like Tom Araya and Zach Wilde had a child together who sings like a mixture of the pair of them. And is in a lift that is rapidly moving away from the recording material while they're in a rush. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Like, yeah, I, it, yeah. It, fuck me. Like, give this shit decent vocals, and it'll probably be a fucking nine from me. Mm-hmm. But I just can't with the vocals. I love having this on while I play video games. Yeah, because I can sort of just tune the vocals out. But man. I had a hard time, and it's not that the guy probably wouldn't be good, but just the way they've recorded the vocals and shit sounds not good mm. to my... Yeah. So, um, what that is, is that John, he plays guitar while he's singing, so that's kind of... I, I think it's probably hard for him to combine both those things. He's done it well enough. He does it well live, and everything. He, the songs are always polished and stuff. But like you said, the vocals on it, they're rough. And that's kind of an, an issue that Conan has throughout most of their discography. Like going back to mm. older, older albums, it's it, that's a persistent uh, issue there. The vocals are something that I've grown used to, but it's not something that is top tier. Yeah, so you can imagine me stepping in for the first time yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, like, like the yeah. There's a couple of their older albums that are are a little bit more polished, uh, but mm-hmm. the sound of everything but the vocals is is gone up a little bit, and they bring the punch with it. So, I th- I think that's why I like you know bands like uh, Acid Bath and and Down and stuff like that because mm-hmm. like the vocals are still very good. Yeah. Like, say what you want about Phil and someone as a person, whatever, don't care, but, mm. like, his vocals suit down very well. Mm. He enunciates his words well, it's mixed well, it's a well-produced album. That shit is good. Mm. 
You know, this, I can't say the same about the vocals here. The rest of it, I fucking love. Mm. I put it on in the car for the first time I was listening to it, and I was like, ooh, that riff, like that first song mm. slaps hard, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to it at the moment. Uh, a cleaved head lo- no longer plots, which is rad because it is also a uh, Conan quote <laughs> from like Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but just, just those vocals, man. Just those vocals. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, agree there. So for me... I'm going to give it a 5, mm. Goblins out of 10, but with a conditional, you should still check it out. Yes. You should give it all this. I'm going to give it a 5, but that's not a 5 as in it's bad. Mm. It's a 5 as in give it a listen, because although it's not for me, those vocals might be for you, mm. and it might be your jam. But for me personally, they're not my jam. Yes. Yeah. Cool. But very competent musicians. Very competent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very good at what they do, and very definitely not knocking the band. Very very cool musicians to talk to as well. They they usually do like a co op with a guy with a couple of guys called Slowmatics. Uh, I've chatted a couple of okay. times with them too. Uh, if they're if the back in the days when they've had like a gear purge, they were selling some fuzz pedals. They like messaged me like, "Hey, would you be interested in buying some of our pedals?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. But I don't have the money, so sorry. <laughs> oh, cool. So you sort of, you sort of know the guys a little as well. Cool. Yeah, no, no. Back in the days so when I was big into music and on the Instagram with my music page a lot, so... Yeah, yeah. It, That's cool, though, man. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to them a fair are bit. They, are they Swedish? No, they're, they're from... Uh, Shit, I'm going to have to Google that. They're, they're English, at least. That's for sure. Okay, fair enough. I think the normal yeah. part. So that's uh, some music talk for this week. <laughs> Ireland, they're from Northern Ireland, Belfast. That Ireland. Belf- okay. It's on the fucking T-shirt, Belfast. Jesus, what an idiot I am! <laughs> you done goofed, lad. Oh my lord! Cool. So that's yeah, sort wow. of ending the episode there. We kind of promised we had a fun little extra thing coming up. So let's go. All right, yo. Take it away, man. You know the details. I'm just here. <laughs> You're here. Oh, yes, you are. And I'm thanking you for it. Because <laughs> uh, our bestest and goodest and nicest friend, Drunken Hobbyist, has given us a model to give away. It's in line with October. It's an orc model. So this model, though, it's an AOS model. So it might not be for everybody, but it's still a super cool orc model. And I think it'll be easily convertible to a 40k model anyway. Put a gun on his hand. He's an orc. Yeah, exactly. Just slap a gun in there instead of a a big-ass sword. It's good. So, this model, it's one of the commemorative series that GW has been doing the latest years. And the name is Baula. Boss Ratkilla. And he has a little snotling friend called Burke. And Burke is running around on the base with an, a rat in his hand. And I love it. It's an adorable little snotling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Bala is of course a really badass uh, he's got a little bit of the hero uh, hero rock but it's 
it's a rat. It's a Skaven model instead of a rock. So That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I'll put a picture up in the Discord. I'll make a new channel for it, put a, a picture there, and I'll pin it. So if you want to look at the model, you want to enter the giveaway, the giveaway, that's where you'll find the details or where to. Exactly. And anyone that doesn't know Drunken, he's actually a Discord mod. We only have one, uh, but he's our moderator guy. Not that he ever has to do anything, because we're always there to do it, but <laughs> that's Drunken. Yeah. You'll see him around. He's a good lad. He's the biggest boy. Yeah. So, as you'll come to know in time. So, say hello to him, because he'll appreciate it, and so do we. He's super friendly. He just likes people. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one, too, is uh, if you've found value in our uh, podcast and we've made you laugh, then, you know, a dollar a month would be fucking awesome. Really helps us keep the lights on. Um, helps us keep mosquito lava out of Obi out of Obi's drinking water source in the dungeon. It's so crispy, you know. Yeah, we actually have a light for Obi now, so he's getting some vitamin D. <laughs> um, it's good for him. Everything's going well. So yeah, uh, Patreon, uh, support creators you like, because then they keep doing things. Yes, more creating. Um, the other one is too. Jump on our Discord. Come talk some shit with us. Um, and tell your friends about us, basically. So, like, me and Obi, like, I'm not on every day, but I'm on at least once or twice a week. Mm. Hang out with people, say good day, talk some shit, play some video games. Obi's on most days. Yeah. Usually. The crew's always there. Yeah. Come fucking say hello, talk some shit. You know, if you want to pull us up on something, come tell us about it. We probably won't care, but, uh, we'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) No, we care. We always care. Oh, o- Obi cares if you pull him up. He's a very sensitive soul. I'm just like, oh, fuck, whatever, man, cool. <laughs> I guess you know Warhammer's better than I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not how... I don't really know that much about Warhammer. I just paint things. <laughs> I saw this great meme the other day. It was like, why, did they, why didn't they know Horace was going to portray them? His last name is Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> it was like, the Emperor... You did it, Horus Heresy. You beat me. You really are the Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> oh, no. I just fucking died. Oh, no. Oh, but <laughs> we have, uh, from last time, we have a new Patreon. And oh, yeah. yeah. Big fat Polly. Sure. He joined the Patreon family after we've been talking shit with him. And he was like, okay. Okay, well, I'll, I'll support <laughs> yeah. you. It's cool. He's jumping on the I, Discord. I love- He's in VC pretty much every day. He, it's it's good having him in here. I thank you. You're good. I love you. Uh, you'd be surprised how much uh, put your money where your mouth is works with uh, <laughs> with our Discord members. Are we talking shit? I'm like, well, maybe yeah, if you supported the show, you'd see some change around here. And they're like, five minutes later, <laughs> patrons. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So, that's no, great. We love the support, honestly. Like, it means a lot. Yeah, it makes it worth doing it. It means a lot to us. It really is. It's, yeah, it's why we do it. Yeah, and the Patreon, so. for example, f- is going to be helping send out this model to you, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. Look, it helps us It helps us up our production quality, like, we've got some uh, equipment for Obi's microphone we're probably going to get soon, yeah. out of a bit of the money we yeah. have. Um, Listen to that one. We're going to do t-shirt designs and things like that, so... 
you know, just things like that. Like, it helps us and it doesn't take it out of our actual, like, work pocket. Because, you know, everyone's broke at the moment. We get it, you know. Yeah. And it costs a lot of money to make this shit. So, every little bit helps, guys. And we appreciate it. Exactly. Enough about that boring shit. Let's let you get on with your thing. So That's right, exactly. So get your tits out. I mean, what? Um, anyway, till next time, <laughs> crank that ass. You slay that grey. And, and we, we are, are the, the Knights, Knights of the Hobbit the table. table. You know what? Can you just sync that up and post? <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye.